Did you know there's a great selection of podcasts under the Nerdy Bunch network? Like the Nerdy Bunch, which started it all. Tauntalk, a Star Wars podcast. The Horror Horrors podcast. And many, many others. Even more podcasts will be revealed soon as well. Be sure to check out more information by going to MyNerdyBunch.com to get all the scoop on the latest news. Thank you, and enjoy Gamers for Life. Um, Yay! <laughs> I'm kind of excited for this. I am a big fan of Indiana Jones. Obviously not for whatever that bullshit was, the, 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 the crystal skull or whatever the hell that the was. The crystal skull fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The fucking of the crystal skull. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where we discuss all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my co-host, Arthur. Uh, Arthur, you've been a, a mean green streaming machine uh, <laughs> during these yeah. uh, these times, man. Uh, tell me about uh, some of the, you know, your experience on uh, launching our the Gamers for Life pod stream on Twitch.tv. Uh, tell me about your experience uh, doing that. Yeah, so again, it's Gamers for Life pod. Uh, it's really fun. I learned a lot. Like I went from like having trouble to like uploading an Instagram. St- like I, I had trouble two weeks ago figuring out the difference between an Instagram story and an Instagram post. Now I'm like, oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, like cool. I can do some video editing, blah blah blah, to to set up you know the gifts and stuff on the stream. But play wise, it's really fun. It's really fun. I've been no lifing it. I've been averaging like six, five to six hour streams. Because stream or not, I'm playing stream or not, I'm playing Skyrim during COVID. Right. So whether I hit re- whether I hit re- whether I would have hit record or not, I'm gonna I'm no life in the shit out of this, and it's super fun. Um, something that something that's gonna happen that's gonna be different after this episode airs. Um, but you can still check out the video on the Twitch, you know, in you know the previous videos. Mm-hmm. Is um, I've done three to four playthroughs or yeah. like three, you know, three to four, six hour sessions at the time of recording this. Mm-hmm. And, um, the only mods I've been installing were like cosmetic stuff just to make the game look prettier. Yeah. But fuck it. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a star Wars playthrough <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be out. It's going to be before this comes out, but you can still check it out. Yeah. So it's like, um, star Wars armor, uh, star Wars lightsabers and a bunch of, and a bunch of others, like stuff like followers and NPCs. So right. it's like, cause a part of me is like I want I want to do this vanilla, just for the nostalgia. But the other part of me is like, nah, it's 2020. It's 2021. This game's this game's over nine years old. There's a ton of, and and mods on consoles is something I couldn't have accessed when this game came out. Right. So it's like fuck it, have fun with it, whatever. Uh, I will be I will be definitely indulging some beer. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, but otherwise, no. It, it's been really, it's been really fun, and um, and we're gonna do. Um, I want to do more Sea of Thieves stuff with the girls mm. with Cheyenne and Ellie because yeah. uh, they love. You know, we all love, we all love doing Sea of Thieves and Tall Tales, which are like a mission that can either be an hour and a half or four hours for one mission. So you really have to invest your time, right? Into it. But they're really fun because Tall Tales are arguably the story of Sea of Thieves. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, I'll pop in and pop out, you know, going and watching your stream for, you know, playing Skyrim 
and then uh, you know adding the mod Star Wars style is pretty uh, sounds pretty awesome. If I'm, I'm probably by listening to this now, you probably have already have watched it. Uh, but then the Sea of Thieves was really fun too. Watching uh, watching you guys get down on that, so uh, it's pretty cool. If you guys are interested, be sure to check out the Twitch. Uh, so Twitch.tv forward slash gamers the number four live pod pod and uh be sure to follow the the channel because you know arthur's going to be doing some more streaming eventually i'm going to do some streaming uh i kind of want to i kind of want to stream cyberpunk 2777 with all of its fuckery (laughs) (laughs) like like even with the pc like the shit's still fucked up like not not like crazy messed up but there's still a lot of weird stuff that happens like I was talking to one NPC and she was like getting a, a drink and like the drink was like three feet from her, from her hand, but she was like <laughs> trying to do a shot and like this, the the glasses like going over her head. I'm just like, you guys, you guys shouldn't have released this game. <laughs> yeah. The, I've heard, I've heard like the games I heard, you know, the game's fun. It's playable arguably mm-hmm. for first, for a good amount of people, but it just breaks the immersion during cutscenes or whatever during story shit when it's like, Oh, her head's gone. <laughs> what's talking to me uh right now you know we, we mentioned before a mutual friend victor's been playing it um mm. his favorite glitch right now is like when you do a slide like when you when you sprint and slide there um i forget if there's a perk or naturally there's a few inciv- invincibility frames mm. where you don't take damage like i said i forget if it's a perk or natural mechanic so right now what people are doing is like if you're in a tall building rather than just rather than walking all the way back down people are just sliding off buildings and landing in and landing in the sliding mechanic in the middle of the street unharmed oh wow (laughs) so so i don't know i don't don't know if they patched it out right now but i was just talking talking to victor a few days ago about that he's like weed i'm like oh you're ziplining he's like no i just i just slid off a 40 story building and took no damage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Oh my God. Again, like a bug like that doesn't make the game unplayable. It's one of those bugs that makes it extra, extra funny on that note, real quick. I'll say back to Skyrim. One glitch they did not fix. that I'm glad Mm. they didn't fix is when you die by giants, you still join the space force. Oh yeah. You still fly into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They haven't fixed it. They haven't fixed it. Thankfully that's a bug they haven't fixed. Cause that's one I still love is in Skyrim. If you die from a giant's hammer or a club. Yeah. You still fly to the moon. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then also, I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm kind of talking into the, the past here, but by the time people listen to this, will they have, uh, seen your live stream with uh the tetris the the tetris live stream no that'll be out yeah though no, th- mm. this comes out after um okay. i'm doing te- i'm doing tetris tetris with some friends and they've told me to like download it but don't start it because it's like nuts and i'm like cool i like surprises like i love getting experience the game raw like uh, like again with like a blank blank slate of no knowledge of the game i mean it's tetris yeah. but um, how, how they, how they, like how they do, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the trailer or nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how they do a cooperative and stuff like that. I'm really curious how it's going to, how that's going to work. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's like one big EDM experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. My friend, uh, my so. friend did tell me, my friend did tell me put a photosensitive warning on the stream. 
<laughs> so yeah, it might be. Uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> it might be warranted. So speaking of Tetris, uh, I wanted to to give light to this legend, uh, legendary player. Uh, unfortunately, um, he passed uh, a little earlier this year. So Jonas Neubauer, according to IGN.com, seven-time classic Tetris world championship uh, or champion. Um, he uh, he passed away from a, a sudden medical emergency. Uh, the news was given via Twitter account with the message reading, it's a very heavy heart that we deliver terrible news that Jonas has passed away from a sudden medical emergency. He was the absolute best. Uh, we are devastated, overwhelmed with grief, and we already miss him already. Information to follow when it comes available, end quote. Uh, Jonas was 39 years old. So uh, it's once a rest in peace to Jonas Neubauer, uh, Tetris legend, classic Tetris world legend, um, you know, passing. So another one of our, our gamers gone. So definitely, um, you know, rest in peace there. Uh, so here in the Gamers for Life podcast, we read the news so you don't have to. And strangely enough, Nintendo's roaming around with more news, Arthur, which is they are? really, in- <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Uh, and then, of course, later on in the show, the big tuna of the day or tunas, per se, kind of like dual tunas. One of them is, uh, you know, one of them uh, might be arguably more bigger than the other. Uh, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Bethesda working on an Indiana Jones game and then also Star Wars uh, being a uh, being a Lucasfilm games, and we'll talk about more of the implications of that and how why everyone's so excited about it. So until now, uh, according to Gamatsu for this story, uh, a bigger, badder Bowser, a Super Mario 3D World uh, in a Bowser's Fury Switch uh, edition. Uh, Nintendo has released the second official trailer of the Super Mario 3D World in Bowser's Fury, as well as announced the Nintendo Switch, a Mario Red and Blue edition, due out alongside with the game. On February 12th for $299.99. Uh, the Nintendo Switch, the Mario Red and Blue Edition, features a distinct red and blue color scheme in Ario in honor of Mario's iconic outfit, as well as red Joy-Con controllers with blue straps, blue Joy-Con grip, uh, a red switch dock, and a red switch system. Be marking the first time uh, a switch system is available in a new color. Uh, it will also include a stylized Mario Red and Blue Edition carry case. And screen protector uh, source from Gematsu. So pretty interesting stuff. Your first time that they've uh, had an itera- iteration of, I guess, a, a switch color for that just that drastically. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on the switch? The switch, Arthur. Do you ever see yourself getting one in the future? Yeah. Yes and no. Like yeah. I want to. It just again with, you know, my purchases are based on time. Like if I buy yeah. blank, can I really give it the time? Like, you know, that's yeah. why I don't buy two RPGs on the same day or, you know, if I, if I, or, you know, or if I do, I know one's going to get put to the back burner, um, which I never <laughs> do unless there's a sale. Yeah. Um, so again, do I see myself getting a switch? Yes. But also no, like not soon. It just, mm. again, it's just, maybe if I get to like a dead zone in game pass or Xbox stuff, mm-hmm. um, which won't be for a while seeing speaking of sales i just uh bought like six games <laughs> like 80 percent off the other nice. day <laughs> like i bought terminator and um a bunch of uh, one of those classic capcom bundles that's like with six games for five bucks so awesome um yeah so like i said i, I want to switch i it's just i just got too many other 
games to play. Um, and really random. They say like drastic coloring. The Switch is blue and red now. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> like the oh. Joy-Con. Well, not the Switch itself. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Switch, but when you take the Joy-Cons off, it's just a screen. Like yeah. It's like a small iPad. Correct. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's like... The, so the current Switch console, they call it a console. It's the, the screen. Yeah. Plastic around the screen is black. Uh, the left Joy-Con's red. The right Joy-Con's blue. Right. So I'm like... They just moved the blue and red. For me, I'm, I, again, they just moved the blue and red around. Like, they, they did, yeah. You know, like, it's just okay. I'm looking at it right now, and it's like the plastic covering the screen is red. The dock is red, where it was black before. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Put it this way. The only thing that's cool about it, or like I think that's actually special about it, is the, is the Mario carrying case it comes with. Because there's yeah. like actually Mario images, but on the on the Switch itself or on the dongles themselves, it's just a different red blue color palette from the yeah. already red and blue color palette. Kind of more of the same, like, right? Like even the Switch logo, when you when it clicks, it's red and blue. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's this, and in fact, it's like a sh- two shades different, red and blue. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You made a really good point when you mentioned as far as just how, you know, so many games come out and then even the games that have been out for a while, a lot of us gamers, we end up going back to them and playing them. Uh, But that kind of holds us back on other titles that come out where it's like, well, I'm kind of still in the middle of these games. Uh, Because I remember we at GameStop and I was talking to to a customer how he was like, I have a stack of games that are still sealed because I never had the chance to play them. Because I was playing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you and know? of all things, I decided to start playing Skyrim again, so go fuck myself. Um, <laughs> I still haven't played Doom. <laughs> I still haven't. There's another game. <laughs> just, you love Doom. You would love Doom. You have played I know, Doom. I love, the the, the last, I love the show the last one, how there's like yeah. no sprint. You're just like, go, go, go. But um, I will say, but back to the gaming announcement, the that new design for that new Bowser is godlike i think he's literally called god eater bowser like god killer bowser <laughs> wow. in, in, in japan oh, okay wow that's crazy <laughs> um and that's a reference to the that's a reference to the latest japanese was it toei i forget the, um, the japanese the japanese uh, production company that makes that makes that makes godzilla in japan their okay. last their last rendition of godzilla was god killer godzilla so the new crazy looking Bowser, his his name is kind of like a half reference to that. Oh, nice! God, Very God, nice. Killer, God killer Bowser. It looks it looks cool. It's a really cool design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Toho? I see Toho here. Yeah, Toho. Yeah, Toho. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, Toho, got yeah. It. So the last like the so not the American one, but again the last Japanese uh, rendition of the Godzilla movie again is God God killer God God killer Godzilla, and Very so nice. Bowser. God killer nice. Bowser, which again, if if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's <laughs> it's it's rare epic. to see it's it's rare to see Nintendo branch out from the quote unquote normal renditions of the characters. Right, nice, nice. So the next uh, switch uh, switch piece of news here. Oh, uh, I was talking. Yeah, I got one more here for you, buddy. So uh, according to Gematsu here again, uh, the Switch version of science fiction action RPG Hellpoint will launch digitally on February 25th and physically on February 26th alongside the PlayStation 4 physical edition for $34.99 uh, in the U.S. 
Uh, publisher Tony Build and developer Cradle Games uh, announced it and said it will include all post-release features and improvements released thus far. Hellpoint first launched for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, Mac, and Linux via Steam and via Steam uh, in July of 2020. The PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series versions are planned to be released in 2021, end quote. Um, so that seems pretty interesting. It's interesting, a uh, kind of a late than never type of situation as far yeah. as uh, making it uh, for the Switch. Uh, but again, just another, uh, you know, interesting game to add to their palette uh, for more, you know, more diverse selections there. So uh, I, I think it's nice that that it'll even run on the Switch because there is a comment under this that I was reading saying that it still has problems being run on PlayStation 4. So the fact that it's going to be on the Switch, I find that kind of interesting as well. So interesting it, stuff. Yeah, the Switch is yeah the Switch is definitely branching off if they're going to you know like if they're going from in the same week announcing the new Mario to that game, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, good job, keep it up, Nintendo. We're proud. We laugh, but we're, we laugh, but we're proud. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, so speaking of. Uh, the PlayStation and some of their, uh, you know, interesting things that have been going on specifically talking about the PlayStation five. So I know last week, Arthur, uh, we talked about the, uh, PlayStation five, the, the black version, as far as for those cases that kind of make it look like a PlayStation two. Yeah. So unfortunately the black PS five orders have been canceled due to staff threats according to uh, VGC uh, and and GameSpot. GameSpot said last week a custom black PlayStation 5 model went on sale via the store uh, Soup uh, Soup, uh, 3R5 uh, promising a sleek and classic look of the PlayStation 5 which is currently only available in a white version. The systems went out of stock on the site almost immediately but following what the site says were threats to its safety orders were being refunded and the system is to is no longer uh, being sold at all. Uh, according to VGC, a statement on the company's now deleted Twitter account said that the sale didn't go as planned as players were charged without knowing if they'd actually secure system. And later the message said existing orders were canceled due to threats to the staff's safety. End quote. Like Jeez. Sony staff? Uh, I guess the staff uh, of this company that was selling the PlayStation 5s under this uh, this black... Uh, you know this this classic black uh, uh oh shell, under, under the under the under the people so the the staff yeah. of the people making the customs thing worth yeah. was threatened exactly that's yeah. bullshit yeah i know for, man, more, I mean, for more reasons than one like yeah. a part of me thinks like is it sony i mean because also in the last episode we talked about how um sony's getting getting lawsuit heavy with yeah. people with people making their custom shit and I joked about just don't call it a PS5 and just work around the leak the legal lingo <laughs> you should be okay I say show the asterisk because I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about uh, <laughs> so it's just weird that you know you know Sony announces when I sue the shit of anybody making making cosmetics for our console and here we are days later and this company says oh we're gonna make this uh you do that and I'll kill you <laughs> like what you did a pattern Arthur. could be you know dots could be connected i don't know yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess I, I would be very, it would be extremely aggressive for Sony to take that, that particular high road. If it was like people that were work for Sony and they're like, Oh, you better cancel this. <laughs> well, company so. companies, you know, companies have done that before. Like um, one thing is switch news that like trended and then stopped and they did again. Um, I won't get too, I won't go, go in too much because still developing. I don't know if we're going to talk about it, talk about it next week, but there was a game there is a game that's been out for Steam for a while now. It's a violent, it's rated, it's rated M for mature. So it's like an rated R movie, you know, equivalent of a game, violent stuff like that. And it had to be censored. It had to be censored for this on the Switch. And um, that publisher said no. And then poof, like they took screenshots of people that tweeted them death threats that work for these other companies that's saying in order to sell this on our platform you need to censor it and he said no we're not going to censor it i believe in creative blah and the short version is people again people that were legitimate employees of these other platforms were like were like fucking censor it or fucking censor it or you should go kill yourself shit like that that's crazy wow yeah so 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 coming off the heels of that news i'm like i don't know you know yeah yeah that's wild that's ridiculous i don't know i don't think i don't think it's it's anything to that degree um i just think people are are already locked up in their house and crazy and you know and stupid so you know people say anything to get a rise out of people but i don't know yeah it's like if iqs were low before you throw in some cabin fever and a hint of stir crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah on on an ad the internet (laughs) yeah you get a concoction of bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yes yes indeed yes indeed uh so speaking of things that are uh well i wouldn't say delayed because this is kind of a different situation this is a terrible segue i'm just going to keep going the next news story <laughs> keep it rolling man Inv- involves uh unfortunately the uh well-known uh w- well-known hogwarts uh hogwarts man harry potter uh, unfortunately the game uh that was originally slated for 2021 has been delayed so news here according to the metro.co.uk uh says it looks uh it looked on it always looked unlikely to make it out this year, and now Warner Brothers has confirmed it. Hogwarts Legacy will not be out until 2022. Although it was originally down for 2021, nothing has been heard out of the Harry Potter tie since it was first announced last September. At the time, it wasn't clear whether Warner was just uh, trying to avoid getting caught up in the J.K. Rowling social media meltdown or if there was some kind of problem. But now it's been confirmed that the game has fallen behind schedule. Um the official announcement offers no explanation for the delay, but no doubt it's simply the latest in the long line of games to struggle with limitations of working from home during the pandemic. Uh, the wording seemed pretty uncertain uh, that things won't uh, take any longer than 22, the 2020, uh, 2022 though. Uh, so that's something to say at least end quote. So I find this really interesting. You know, I think it's just a, it's just another, it's another situation of identifying how, you know, COVID-19 has really impacted a lot of these companies. I know for Harry Potter, it's a little bit of a mixed bag because they this can't game use is- that excuse. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That game got announced fucking almost a decade ago. They can't. Mm. I, I, I disagree just because cyberpunk's been worked on for a while too. Uh, and, you know, nearly eight years, but I, I think it's, it's more of a reason to push the game back, especially for this particular type of, uh, climate so you think it you think there's just do you think it's something to do with just 
kind of them putting the game together or do you think it's more of just of an R&D issue of it, of them making it? Okay. So again, I've I've mentioned it before, but you know, you look at these big AAA titles that had in development for blank super high number of years as an advertising positive point, they've all flopped. And having and to me saying that is now synonymous with production hell. What I mean by that is like, okay, who's handling what, what publishers doing what, what developers doing who, what third-party developers doing what. So for me, a game like Harry Potter has been development for so long to get delayed again. That makes me think it was in production hell forever. Yeah. And it's like only just now being fine-tuned. Now, I mean, I so like so for me, the whole COVID thing, it's like they can but cannot use that. It's like where was this what seven years ago when it got announced? And for some for some comparison, because I was really thinking about this. I was really thinking about like what's the average time it takes to make a quote unquote subjectively good game, whether mm. it's how big it is, um, the multiplayer or what. So for example, I was thinking about Far Cry. I love the Far Cry series. Um, they have multiplayer elements, and it's a. Consi- I don't argue it's a consistently fun thing. Now there's some issues with, you know, oh, what villain's better than what? But Far Cry is a decently good game, and Far Cry averages like anywhere from like a two to four year gap before they make a new one. Mm. So it's like if Far Cry if Far Cry averages two to four years of their games. And again, I think for an open world game, they do cons- they do consistently well. They know they know their customer basis. They know their game style. They do well. <sighs> for again, for a game like Harry Potter, I don't know, man. Like mm. again, I said it before doing Game Awards. I am very very nervous about this game. I'm not pre-ordering it. I'm not buying a day one. I am I'm officially off. Whenever I my ear whenever my ear hears whenever my ear hears. Oh, in development for seven years. I'm like, okay, why is that? That sounds bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, it's not exactly apples to apples, but open world RPG. Um, Harry Potter, we now know, won't have multiplayer aspects. Far Cry does. Again, it's not exactly apples to apples, but open world. Again, so I'm so like how long it takes to make a game is very different. Is a huge different answer depending, you know, the type of game, but to get to the ballpark that I just, I just wanted to look, you know, look up far cry and Larry release dates and how, what's their, what's their turnover time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying that. And, and if you are, I agree with you as far as like, it seems like they just have the wrong people together to make it because I can easily see, I can easily see a Harry Potter open world game. I mean, look at the fables, right? As far as is the, having a, a fantasy, you know, open world. I mean, as far as for, the cachet and then also just kind of the, 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 the environment and what Harry Potter could do, or just, you know, even if they're writing additional characters to that degree, you know, uh, I can easily see a game from that. Uh, but I think as far as from the production hell aspect, absolutely is going to be, you know, an issue. And part of me is thinking like, it's almost like having a, having like a really bad loan, you know, and it's like, you're kind of in, you, you have this loan and it's, it's gaining interest and it's, it's just kind of making everything worse. And if they're just trying to get it out merely just to break even at this point, you know, cause part of me is like, why don't they just cancel it? If it's, if it's going to be this much in the making, but now it seems like they're in debt to their stakeholders 
you know, and making whatever excuse, uh, in regards, in regards to it. So, um, it's interesting stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for not pre-ordering. I probably wouldn't as well. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely one of those signs where you're like, Oh, and then gosh. remember to remember too, in terms of production, hell Warner brothers game studios went under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like declared either went under. Remember to declare bankruptcy and stuff like that. And remember, we're think we're talking about who's going to buy the IPs or what. So Harry Potter is a Warner Brothers entity. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. I remember actually going to Warner Brothers Studios back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. It, you know, it, it, you know, it's a. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna okay. say it's a, it's also a little similar to me is the. Um, the Marvel's Avenger game that came out for uh, Square Enix. Yeah, I know that, I know that one's a l- slightly different because I feel like for that one, they one there are a lot of known characters that weren't a part of the game, and then yep. the graphics were just really bad, like just tainted. Because I know they were working on it for some time, and then the release of the game was like incredibly off. Like if the game came out around when Endgame came out, I yeah. think they would have been okay. But even with uh, Final Fantasy VII being a huge success for Square Enix, they're still hurting financially uh, from last year because yeah. of the failure of Marvel's Avengers. And two and two other things about Marvel Avengers, real quick. Why I think it does because some other factors why didn't it succeed? If it's telling the the success of Endgame, they didn't get the likeliness of anybody. Um, yeah, that's and then true. Two, and then two, uh, once players started it, it was like microtransactions all over the place, like. Let's say your kid. Let's say you're Hulk. You're playing as Hulk. The man wears jean jean shorts and nothing else. And you equip a gauntlet that increases health by a hundred points. Your character doesn't actually does not actually wear that gauntlet. It looks cool in your equipment selection screen, but you don't yeah. actually wear it. And the only mm. cosmetic changes in that game are paid microtransactions so that was another thing that hurt that hurt the game so here you are getting glue like oh you're iron man and you find another chunk of a suit or like oh that looks cool it changes your oh like looking at it it changes the chest thing i forget the name of it um his chest piece it changes it to like a triangle or like octagon whatever but because it's equipment it doesn't actually change the look of it and again the only way to change the look of it is with paid microtransactions so there's a few other things too that hurt marvel and with the, again with the Harry Potter game I, I again with the Harry Potter game I was skeptical the second I saw the trailer I'm like that game still exists like yeah like do you remember do you remember Dead Island that trailer I loved it uh, I've accepted that, that I've accepted the death of that game yeah should they, should they yeah. have accepted the death of this game I don't know yeah I yeah I think it's I think at this point you know games that are being made for that long it's just kind of deemed to fail I mean it seems like, like I said, it seems like it's just kind of like a bad loan situation where it's not even, yeah, it's not even anything to do with like, oh yeah, no, I have trust in us. This is going to be great. Like, no, like we're just in, we're in a fuck ton of debt and now we're just trying to climb out of it. You know? So it, I think you're right as far yeah. as like with the, the, the dead Island two uh, situation of just, yeah, let's just can it, you know? So yeah, not to dredge on it too much, but it's like, it's like a, it's like a bad loan hot potato and whoever his hands is left with it. Right. Is, <laughs> They're, mm-hmm. they're just stuck with it. It's like Colonial, again, like another production hell game, Colonial Marines. Huge potential uh, for a good yeah. game. And that game went through like three developers. And it got yeah. stuck on 2K, the makers of Borderlands. And all of a sudden, 2K became synonymous with potentially bad games. And it's like, well, 
there's a huge asterisk there because there were again that game was in production hell past the buck a million times and and in 2k's lap and they got st- they got stuck with the bill of have making a of quote unquote making a bad game yeah very horrible true. game yeah yeah definitely definitely all right folks well we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about that star wars announcement uh which is a lot of people are very excited for many reasons and then also bethesda working on an indiana jones game so uh we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back after this folks so this has been a pretty busy week and as i was talking to author prior so glad that we record later in the week <laughs> yeah this is a pretty busy 24 hours <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it's funny man it's like I'll, I'll keep my you know my eyes and ears out for any type of announcements that'll happen i'm just like okay seems like pretty slow and then i just hear boom you know, scroll on Instagram and see, you know, the the the, the Indiana Jones thing. So it's like, yeah. oh, snap. So originally the cover up for the episode was just merely the Indiana Jones thing. And then just a, a big smack in the face with the Star Wars announcement. And I was like, okay, this has to be a part of the episode art now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, damn, that's going to change the whole trajectory. Uh, so really excited here. So I'm going to read a quick article here from uh, PCGamer.com. Uh, This is going to give a full history. Actually, let me start with this saying, and then I'll go into the article for PCGamer.com. So this is on Instagram here uh, on uh, Star Wars Fact. Uh, They say that EA no longer has exclusive access to Star Wars gaming license. Lucasfilm Games is now partnering with studios like Microsoft and Bethesda, but EA will still be making Star Wars games. So according to PCGamer.com, they kind of continue the conversation saying that in quote in October 2012 Disney dropped roughly 4 billion to acquire Lucasfilm and the Star Wars multimedia empire. 6 months later in April 2013 it pulled and plugged in LucasArts, the company's game development and publishing division. An exclusive deal to make Star Wars games was made with Electronic Arts later that year. A relationship by some estimates has not gone as smoothly as expected. And today, uh, today meaning what? Uh, what's today? Wednesday? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. It, it's cool, man. The world's accepted not paying attention to the days during this time. I'm it's trying. globally it's globally accepted like what day is it ah, fuck it, I don't know. it's not the all i know is it's not the weekend i know i'm trying man i'm trying so this is announced wednesday uh disney announced a new era of storytelling in star wars and beyond that will take place under the revived lucasfilm games banner the lucasfilm games name does have some serious history behind it it originally was founded in the early 80s but couldn't actually make star wars games because of the atari held because atari held the exclusive license this turned out to be a blessing in disguise for gamers at least because it forced the studio to make original games instead resulting in uh, Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, and in many uh, other games. Uh, and the division, and more of the division was renamed to LucasArts in 1990. It's not clear, however, how the return of Lucasfilm games will impact EA's license, as the announcement doesn't say whether the name was resurrected as an EA-led publishing label or an in-house division at Disney. By rights, the Star Wars license should be a golden goose for major games uh, publisher, but Electronic Arts has uh, 
has had a rough go of it. High profile projects were canceled. A loot box bonfire was started and the Star Wars Battlefront 2 community team managed to create what was literally the most uh, downvoted Reddit comment of all time. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger said that in 2019 that it had a good, in quote, good relationship with Electronic Arts and, uh, e- and EACA CEO Andrew Wilson echoed uh, that year later saying that the publisher was a tremendous relationship with Disney and intends to double down on that relationship, end quote. But there are only a couple of years remaining in EA's exclusive Star Wars license and Disney may have decided that it wants to be free and try its luck with other studios end quote. Uh, Arthur, what are your thoughts about this, man? Yay. Fuck. Um, I'm trying to say fuck <laughs> yay, but yay. Freedom, freedom. Um, so like you read, there's lots to unfold here. Okay. A yeah. couple things. EA has an exclusive contract. EA does have an exclusive contract of star Wars IP until 2023 was also confirmed is that ubisoft is making this making this um the is that i mean it's hard not to like combine everything because like lucas yeah. films kind of lucas games drop like three news like all yeah. incorporating so it's like i it's just hard not to incorporate everything so the second thing mm. um i don't know if you want to go over it just mention it because i have to i cannot mention both is the new rbg thing uh, you go ahead. You go ahead okay. because uh, yeah, I have what I read here. So <laughs> okay, so EA has exclusive rights of Star Wars games till twenty twenty three. What was shortly announced after Lucas Games had the revamp announcement? So Lucas Games announced they're revamping Lucas Games. Whatever. Shortly after that, poof, Ubisoft is now making an open world RPG Star Wars game, which is awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, is it's because it means EA doesn't have a clutch on Star Wars. Um, now, that doesn't mean they can't make Star Wars games. That, that's not doesn't mean they cannot make Star Wars games. It means they don't have exclusivity at least till 20, 2023, which is right now um, one of the only work the theories I believe on is that this Ubisoft game will not come out until twenty twenty three or after. I don't really mm. believe in theories, but this one involves contract. This one, this one involves a multi million dollar contract, and so if EA has a multi million dollar contract of exclusivity till twenty till twenty twenty three, I would bet this new this new untitled, relatively unknown, just we know it exists, Ubisoft game won't come out till that year or after. Mm. Um, I think it's good for competition. Competition, I think, is what EA needs right now. EA has had some horrible, horrible fuck-ups. Yeah. Um, like the Battlefront 2 shit. I remember seeing Battlefront 2 news on the stock on the stock market channel because it affected Disney stock. And that's when Disney got involved of like, hey, we how why are we losing money? Because of this fucking video game and pew pews <laughs> when the kids are playing with the Fortnites. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like so when see when you know when disney ceos and uh cfos have to get involved because of because this game affected their stock that's a big fucking deal yeah. now ea has making good strides in the star wars world meaning the updates that came eventually later for battlefront 2 i think did if not save the game rebuilt it up again like i still play it now and again um drell they have a horror a horror scary mode if i were to tell you that the Star Wars Battlefront horror mode 
involves Ewoks. <laughs> you wouldn't what? believe me. You wouldn't fucking believe me until you play it, and it's fucking scary. Um, you're stormtroopers without flashlights and shit. Um, your HUD's all fucked. You're trying to get to this ship, and there's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the Halo. It's kind of like the Halo Infected mode. Like yeah. X amount of stormtroopers start, and like one or two, and there's only one or two Ewoks. But when they kill a stormtrooper, you become the Ewok. So you're slowly getting outnumbered by these little fucking teddy bears. <laughs> it's terrifying. But again, so this is a re- this is a real thing. How did I miss this? <laughs> I, be, be, you missed it because everyone mentally threw away Battlefront Two, including yeah. me, until p- my friends slowly brought me back into. It. I'm like, oh shit, this game's actually fucking playable. Um, so I was, so again, so I was mentioning EA's horrible, horrible faults, but they have been. They have had a lot of W's lately with Star Wars. I'll, I'll, yeah. I will give credit what credit is due. Again, their Battlefront 2.0 stuff eventually got traction and worked out to where I'm playing again here and there. Um, they had a, an amazing original story game, uh, Fallen Order, um, yeah. that deserves a praise that deserves. And they had Squadrons. Now, Squadrons with an asterisk because they were nervous with Squadrons. They're they dipping their they're dipping their feet in the water with Squadrons. And and if you play it, you can feel it because it's a fun game, but it's a short game. If you play it for maybe a few days, you feel like you got all it can give you. A fun game, but short. But at the same time, not full price. So you can't you can't be mad that a non that a non full price game didn't give you full price game playtime. So I think this competition will will thrive Ubisoft to do better and EA if, if they decide to do something else with star Wars. Yeah. Interesting. So that's, that's my take on it that I'm happy EA doesn't have exclusive hold, but they're, they're on a winning streak in my eyes. EA is on a winning streak with star Wars. Um, They had an update. I don't know if it was DLC or an update, vice versa to fallen order that got really good reviews that got really good feedback they added they had a new uh, lightsaber colors new missions stuff like yeah so i think it was yeah it was dlc because there's new missions um uh, squadrons had update i haven't played it again because i felt like i mentally beat it short game but they did update squadrons so <sighs> with that i'm 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 happy with this news yeah yeah i'm very interested i mean the, the like you said you know the fact that the fact that EA doesn't have the chokehold, you know, over the the Star Wars licenses as far as for other, you know, other studios and, you know, developers to to work on uh, a game, you know, within the Star Wars universe, I think absolutely, like you said, it is a great a great thing, especially when it comes to competition. I know they said that uh, what is it, Massive Games, uh, Massive Entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, working on a Star Wars game. Uh, that worked on uh, the Division series one and two. Correct. Uh, they worked on uh, the development of the collaborate on the development of Far Cry three. So I mean, these folks, they, they're they're you know they're not a new studio. They've been making games for a long fucking time. And I, so. I like the Division. I, I won't go into it too much, but I like the Division. The Division didn't have the massive the, the you know the biggest launch, but I did like it. Victor and I, Victor and I played played both of them, and I liked them. Yeah, they're fun yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me on this is like for the 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 number one thing that I that I like thought of once I saw this announcement and then the other stuff I was like I would love to get something just as incredible as the Knights of the Old Republic. Like 
the console, not this, yes. not the online MMO stuff. Like, even though that stuff is pretty good, but there's just a special old school it, RPG. Yeah, special old school RPG style of the first, and the second one was very good too. It was made by Obsidian, you know, but they did a really good job with with the the second one as well. Um, but yeah, man, I would love to see a game like that for you know this particular time frame, you know, within within these next couple of years. Uh, that w- I mean, th- I mean, think about it. I mean, that that would move everything. You know, that would move almost any console. You know, a bunch of consoles: the Xbox Series X, the PS5. You know, obviously, you're gonna have uh, you know make it available for PC as well. Shit. You know, so I'm really excited. You know, and I think I, one thing that I'm a little worried about just because you know when you have these Star Wars games, you you want to try to get them into everyone's hands. I would like for this game to be an exclusive for the next gen series for the next gen series, PS five, Xbox Series X. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like people need to double down on that shit. It's just, I feel like cyberpunk had a few other issues, but as far as the main, the main focal point issue, uh, PS four and Xbox one, you know, those, those versions failing, you know, uh, a a hell of a lot more than the PC version. Uh, and the PS5 and the Series X version or whatever, uh, it's just a testament as far as, look, you know, PS4, Xbox One, they had amazing long console life cycles. It's really time to debt them. You know, it's really time to start making these games literally for next gen. You know, so I, I think I think if it, and I know it's difficult because of this particular, you know, pandemic and all this stuff, but I feel like if we really, if they can really double down on this, work hard on this and, and get this, like, look, we need to work on the future of, of the console generations for games in general. Um, I think it'll be a big win. And I think, you know, it'll, it'll get the industry back, uh, back afloat as far as for that particular direction of, uh, continuing this console cycle. So that's kind of what I'm, you know, um, what I was been was what I've been thinking about ever since this announcement. But I mean, and if anything, it's a good, it's, it's great. You know, if anything, it's great. So yeah, there's, <sighs> there's, there's a lot of, like, so there's a lot of good news, you know, to wrap around that there's some hesitant criticism. I get it because some of the late, some of the later, uh, Ubisoft games, um, had some horrible tra- microtransactions issued themselves. Like Ubisoft lately had be, had been making games so grindy, they built in paid to, paid shortcuts. Um, oh, really? Do you remember the game Breakpoint? A lot of people don't, but the game Breakpoint that was the one that um or Badlands or yeah Badlands. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember the fucking name of it. Um, <laughs> Badlands. Remember that was the one where the villain was that guy that plays the Punisher on Netflix. Oh, um, the Punisher, John Bond, uh, was him John Bernthal? I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe John uh, Bernthal. But rem- yeah. but remember that he was a remember that he was a villain for a Ubisoft uh, uh, Ghost Recon Ghost Recon game. And yeah, I about that, and, yeah, and that game flew under the radar because there was literally fucking pay shortcuts like hey it's really great hey you can't do this to collect blah 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 until you gather a, a certain amount of blah 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 or you can just fucking pay to do it right. um that happened with uh that happened with wildlands wildlands was their first major open world like sort of rpg situation um that happened with that game too it happened with Badlands, the one with the Punisher guy. It yeah. happened with uh Watchdogs. 
Um, so, but the reason I'm not, I'm not worried about that constructive criticism. There's a reason Disney walked away from the grip of EA. And a lot of it had to do with that battle with that battlefront two microtransaction newsworthy bullshit. Yeah. I mean, so if, if Disney, you know, money, money talks, money talks. And for EA to hit their fucking stock like that, to make new, to make worldwide news, daily news, like, like to point where even like fucking KKL nine was even like local small news channels, like KKL nine was fucking talking about it. (laughs) Um, you know, they hit the bottom line baseline. It's like, it's like how what's that saying goes? Like you could do what you want, but don't fuck with the money. Um, yeah, exactly. So EA's mistake fucked with Disney's money. And, di- and spoiler, Disney loves money a lot. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> shocker. Um, so the fact that some people are posting criticism now, well, well, you, well, what if Ubisoft puts pay to win shortcuts? Um, I think Disney will Disney will step in and be like, you better fucking not. And that's right. weird. Be- and that's weird because. It's an option for microtransactions, but at the same time, gaming-wise, in a bigger picture, they I I hope they learn their lesson because again, you have to you have to think why they why they're why they're walking away from this EA contract. So, it sounds weird. That's like Disney loves money, but they've learned their lesson about microtransactions. Right. So, at what cost? <laughs> exactly. So, so that, so I, I, so, I, so it's, it's, it's almost like hypocritical or I can't think of the word, um, like jumbo shrimp oxymoron. It's almost yeah. like an oxymoron to say, because Disney loves money and they won't, they shouldn't have microtransactions. They shouldn't have bullshit microtransactions in this next game. Yeah. It like I said, it sounds oxymoronic, but to me, that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is it really worth it? You know, is it really worth it to money grab at that for, at that, for that particular strategy, you know? And, and obviously the answer is no, because of, like you said, battlefront two was a big eye opener for them. So hopefully they understand their, their, their customers more, their gamers more, and I uh, can just give us a quality product. Just give us a quality game. And we'll buy it. You know, we'll buy it. And even if you release additional DLC, we'll buy it. You know, it's like, but just don't like, like you said, you know, don't mess with people's money, man. Don't, you know, don't, you know, don't pander to these people. Don't pander to, to, to us and have these microtransactions just kind of ruin our experience. So it, it's like EA, cause it's like EA was treating all their fans like sports fans for whatever mm-hmm. fucking reason, sports fans put up with that microtransaction loot box bullshit. Yeah. Star Wars fans and mm-hmm. RPG fans. We fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they, you know, there's still today all these unboxings of some kid or some fucking grown man opening a box and Ronaldo Ronaldo comes out of the box and he like loses his shit and punches a hole through the wall. I'm like, calm the fuck down, dude. Um <laughs> so when they took that mentality and brought it to an RPG Star Wars, again, Star Wars fans aren't and like this might shock you. <laughs> most like most of your gaming Star Wars fans aren't sports gaming fans oh no fucking way <laughs> like <laughs> we're not and so um again you know there's a lot that's you know guessing and guessing and stuff but that's again that's my guess that there's a reason there's a reason disney is walking away from from ea's exclusivity and you again ubisoft has to has to have learned a lesson that ea learned 
Um, and at the same time, I'm at the same time, I'm curious with the next three to four years, if EA fucking bounces back with a God, again, like a key, they keep that W's coming and they bounce back with a godlike Star Wars game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never be looking forward to that. Most definitely. Uh, so the other piece of news here, Arthur, that was, uh, at least I, I was kind of excited for this because I was kind of thinking of the of, uh, of what they would you know possibly do to this IP, uh, and, and now you know we're starting to see a little bit more information on this. So uh, this is from Polygon.com. Uh, it says new Indiana Jones game on the way from Bethesda and the Wolfenstein team. So they go on to further say an Indiana Jones game made by Machine Games and executive produced by Todd Howard is in development according to a surprise teaser Bethesda Works tweeted Tuesday morning. Uh, the teaser is light on details such as the launch date or window or platforms, but there's no mistaking this is an Indiana Jones game. This year, Lucasfilm will celebrate 40th, uh, the 40th anniversary of the Raiders of the Lost Ark premiere. Uh, a follow-up tweet from Bethesda said Todd Howard, creative director of Bethesda Game Studios, would serve as executive producer of the Untitled Game. It will feature an original story and isn't an adaptation of an earlier one. Uh, it goes on to talk about just the information from the previous Lucas uh, Lucas Indiana Jones games, which are awful. Uh, and this is at the end here of Machine Games owned by Bethesda Softworks has made four adaptations of ID Software's Wolfenstein series, including with the 2014's uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. Uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda, Parent Cinemax Media, in September, end quote, as we know. Uh, I guess I'll start here. So I'm actually kind of excited for this. Um, Yay! <laughs> I'm kind of excited for this. I am a big fan of Indiana Jones. Obviously not for whatever that bullshit was, the the the, the the crystal skull or whatever the hell that the was. crystal skull I, fucking yeah <laughs> yes the fucking of the crystal skull <laughs> yeah crystal skull fucking yeah just not not it not it at all um you know and uh so first hearing this first hearing Bethesda Indiana Jones game I was like whoa that sounds pretty interesting uh you know and then seeing if it's going to be you know leaning towards like an open world type thing uh but then getting more information as far as machine games working on i said oh okay so now i'm thinking it's going to be a little more of a linear experience but it'll probably be pretty fun um i thought it was funny that todd howard is leading this because to me it shows phil spencer's like okay i'm gonna put you on this project don't fuck this up. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like they're putting, they're putting their seven point five billion dollar expense to the test. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like we didn't buy you just so you could sit in the fuck. It's like we didn't spend seven point five billion dollars for you to sit in the fucking bench, asshole. Get to work. <laughs> Yeah, it's like get in there. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like cool. We paid we, we paid X million dollars to have Tom Brady be our quarterback. Uh, yeah, you're not you're not seeing the fucking bench. Go throw the goddamn ball. <laughs> Get us some dubs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, I think it's interesting that he's uh, kind of executive producing this project. Um, the next thing that I was curious about that they don't say uh, about it, and, and in all fairness, you know, it was recently announced. It's still a teaser. It's not a full trailer. Um, very cool cinematic feel to it. So at least that's pretty exciting. But I'm curious about who they're going to voice for Indiana Jones. Are they going to are they going to fucking go for it and have Harrison Ford uh, voiceover? Or is it going to be, 
you know, is it going to be Troy Baker? Like, I'm very curious to see who actually does the VO for, uh, you know, for Indiana Jones. So interesting stuff. What are your, I, what are your I, thoughts on this? Oh, I have some thoughts on the voice acting work mm. uh, <laughs> on behalf <laughs> of my boy. I hope it's not Harrison Ford. That guy yeah. is trying to send a message to the world. He wants to fucking retire and no one will <laughs> let him. No one will let this man fucking just sit on his porch and drink a beer and watch the sunset. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he, for, want, he wanted Kylo Ren to kill his ass. <laughs> dude, yeah. It's like, oh, wow. It's like it's like when it comes to Star Wars lore, oh, why does Mace Windu have a purple lightsaber? Because Samuel Jackson wanted a fucking purple lightsaber. Why did Kylo Ren kill? Why did Kylo Ren kill Han Solo? Because Han Solo wants to fucking stop acting. Because <laughs> Harrison Ford wants to fucking retire. Okay? Exactly. It's like it's like he's meant. To, it's it's like that scene in is it? Oh, don't quote me. You know whatever. Is it? I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know that now famous behind the scenes information. Now when that guy pulls out the sword and does all this cool shit, it's Harrison Ford's like I got diarrhea. Fucking fuck this. Shoots the guy and walks <laughs> off set. I feel like Harrison Ford has never stopped having that mentality. He just hasn't stopped. Like I'm fucking over it. Just kill me. Kill my yeah. character. Um. But um. But so yeah. I. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's because it, re- here's the thing. Like the last major credit he had. Okay, well, not Call of the Wild. Let me rephrase that because he was in Call of the Wild. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. In in the Rise of... Uh, blah, 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 blah. The movie's been out. Fucking go watch it. Um, there's a scene where he like is there as like a vision or some shit. Um, and people are like... <laughs> people are like, what continuity-wise, like, why does he look different? Because Harrison Ford didn't even bother to like get his hair cut for continuity. <laughs> He's like, no, just fucking action. <laughs> And fucking J.J. Abrams like I call action, and I'm fucking tired. Action. <laughs> so again, voice acting. That is funny. I hope it's not Harrison Ford because if they drag him into it, it'll be the most phoned in bullshit. <laughs> he, he will actively tank it just to get himself fired. <laughs> oh my god, that's so that's that's a very astute point. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like, I feel like this man will like crash a plane again. And just to be in a hospital to be like, oh no, I can't fucking do your thing because I broke like half the bones in my body. Sorry. Oh, it looks like you guys will have to go with somebody else, huh? Oh no, we can put off. We can put off recording for the two months. God damn it! <laughs> like he wants to retire. Let him retire. <laughs> um, but in terms of the in terms of the game itself, I was joking that. Uh, not only you know, not only did they go to Todd Howard, you know, because it's like again, hey, we bought your company, fucking make our money worth it. I'm like, they did. I was like, oh, they make an Indiana Jones game. Oh, okay. Did they also did they go to Todd Howard because he also wears leather jackets? Like, is that? It's <laughs> like, is Todd Howard gonna be? Is Todd Howard gonna put himself as an? I'm calling it. Todd Howard might be a background NPC Easter egg. Ah, uh, you might be right. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Indy, where'd you get where'd you get your leather jacket? Oh, uh, you see that guy over? You see the guy over there? He gave it to me sixteen times the leather. <laughs> oh, that meme! Sixteen times the detail. It looks like a fucking PS One game. Exactly. <laughs> um. Um. But the but the the thing is, you know, the makers of Wolfenstein. I hope. So Wolfenstein has this weird thing where they make you feel like a badass that's made of paper. 
<laughs> like in the in the in the Wolfenstein games, you can like do wield fucking miniguns and do wield auto double barrel shotguns and shit and just wreck the world. But if anything shoots you, you're gonna have a bad time very fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, because that's that's the new Wolfenstein games. I can't speak to the old school PC, the old school PC stuff. But yeah, for like new the um, was it. New, you know, new order, new world. The, the, you know, those new games, the revamps or the sequels, I should say. I've, I played one of them. I forget which one. Um, and yeah, it's like, oh, oh fuck yeah, I got double shotguns. Let's go. Bah, 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 bah. I'm dead. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> yeah, you die very easily in uh, Wolfenstein. It's very difficult. Very difficult game. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah yeah powered in his leather jackets <laughs> dude if he comes out the next ea microsoft press conference shit wearing like a matching hat i'm over it <laughs> it's like by over it i'm half really down for it actually like <laughs> you see shallow buff like just like run up and punch him in the face <laughs> I know, right? you're not my dad <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking Shia Buff talking like a fucking 1920s greaser <laughs> from the 50s. It's just I don't know. I it's I don't want to talk about the skull fucking. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, but this ties into Lino Lucas again. Lucas Films, Lucas Films, aka Disney. I'm glad they're investing into good games again. You know, you know we you know we you know because all ties together because it's still because it's still even though even though it's Bethesda making it, it's. It's 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 a paycheck that's still going to Lucas. It's a, pay- a paycheck that still goes to Lucas Gaming, aka Disney. And like I said, I'm down that I'm down there investing in good quality games once again. Yeah, yeah. I miss them. Exactly. I miss I'm I miss that I miss the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hopefully, we can see those days again very soon into the future. So. Uh, all right, folks. Well, that is the end of the show here for the Game of for Life podcast. We just want to deliver the, the stuff that we're interested in and the important stuff. And I'm looking forward to see what happens in the future here. So, again, my name is Jarrell Powell and, of course, my co-host, Arthur Thomas. Hey, check us out on the stream. See you guys soon. Yes, 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 indeed. Thank you so, thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>